Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, including interviews with experts in the fields of nutrition, physical health, mental health and my 5-minute food facts series. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guest, I will take a moment to let you know that you can subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button, or on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Podcasts. I will also mention that although I will often be speaking with experts, any information or advice provided in Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast is not intended to treat, cure or prevent injuries or medical conditions and is not a substitute for advice from your own health professional. Today I am here with Amanda Ratte. Amanda is a personal trainer based in Melbourne with a very interesting story. She spent years beating herself up, listening to her inner mean girl and never feeling good enough. Happily, Amanda has been able to cultivate self-acceptance and live a life of balance. Now, she helps others navigate that tricky path. So let's hear about how she has done all of that. I'm really excited to interview Amanda today. Hello, Amanda, and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I think a good place to start today's discussion is with the story of you. Can you set the scene for us and tell us what made you decide to become a personal trainer? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm really fortunate because I fell into personal training. So health and fitness and weight loss have been something that I have spent a lot of my life trying to learn and understand because it was something that I'd struggled with for most yeah. of my life. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would almost say so to most women's. Yeah, I think so. But also a lot of guys do as well. So it was something that just kept on eluding me and I didn't understand and I I couldn't work out why I couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. I, I would follow these diets and I'd follow these programs and I'd commit to exercise and I'd be really, you know, wholeheartedly going in but it never stuck or it never um, worked and all that. So I was constantly just <laughs> involved in this world. And I actually had a friend that said, Hey, can you help me with this? And it completely took me by surprise going, of course I can help you. And she's like, I'm willing to pay you for it. Oh, brilliant. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do this for free. So I really sort of fell into it that way. And, um, you know, I had my own mean girl stuff. So when I use the word mean girl, it's around the negative self-talk mm. or criticism that we all have um, going, you know, you, you can't, how can you help her? You haven't worked this out. You don't know the answers. And yeah, she, some of the stuff that she said back to me, she went, oh, wow. When you talk to me about this, I really understood it. I'd never thought about it that oh, way. That's great. Um, which that started helping me realize that you don't always have to have all of the answers and if you're just a couple of steps in front of someone else or the way that you say it or show it might be at that clicking moment for someone that's sometimes all that they need they don't need the end yeah, no. yeah. do you think <laughs> for you 
being able to help someone else made you realize that you had more knowledge than you gave yourself credit for? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And because for me, a lot of, I'm also really passionate about mindset. So I love development and thinking those things. And so many of those principles can apply to health and fitness Mm. and handle it in a different way. And one of the first things I think I ever said to a client jokingly, it's amazing what I can help you achieve in half an hour because so much of what we face in our obstacles is around our mindset and how we handle it. And in a half an hour session, if you are being really pushed and you're challenged, a lot of those roadblocks or obstacles mm-hmm. or things that you normally struggle with, you throw up. I can't, I'm not good enough, I'm not fit enough, I'm not whatever. Whereas that's a lot of what you tell yourself in day-to-day life too. But yes. you might be pushed in that time. It might take you two weeks, three weeks, a month for that same thing to come up. And then if you can start breaking those barriers down with exercise and movement and changing the way you think about it, you can then start filtering that into yeah. all And that's where you come in, isn't it? Because for many people, particularly women, I think they do face these roadblocks and there's a lot of self-doubt and you talk about the mean girl. For some of us, that mean girl's really present. Absolutely. I'm yet to find people that don't have a mean girl that is so strong or a Mm. mean guy definitely affects guys as well. Um, I have learned that we think about things a lot of the time in a 180 degrees, like it's the opposite, but yeah. it's, and, and it does, and it can be absolutely um, overwhelming and the guilt and the frustration that we feel and the challenges and too hard and, and it's just constantly there. And if we don't have someone to challenge us on that yeah. or help get Break through that. Break the circuit. Exactly right. Yeah. It can be uh, a really on-off cycle and I find that, when it comes to our health, our fitness, our weight and things like that, a lot of the time it is. It's this constant loop and yo-yo circle and it's a lot of the same sabotaging patterns and mm. we still desperately want to change and which is why we'll throw ourselves into another diet or yeah. program and things. But a lot of the time it's just a Band-Aid. It's not yeah. the bottom. So for you, when your friend asked for help, was that a bit of a turning point, would you say? Yeah, because once that just started me thinking differently, going, you can actually really help people, Amanda. And and because even when I, and which is why I then went on to get qualified. Um, oh, so you you weren't qualified at that no, stage? That came later? Right. Not. And that was just through chatting to her, like, sure, I'm happy to share my knowledge with it. I don't need to be paid for it. I love this stuff. So, and that made me start going, hey, you can actually be helping people when she came back and said, hadn't thought about it that way and you can make a career out of this um and so that was the point that I went through and then got qualified but even at that point and it's probably something I've only started to be comfortable talking about recently in the last couple of years I still never felt like I fit in the fitness industry Mm. because a lot of the way that I think in my own experiences it's never just come naturally to me and I'd tried a lot of the of ways of just do it this way, just exercise this way, just follow this meal plan and all that, but it, it never worked. So It's too simplist, simplistic, isn't it? It is. It's mm. easy. And I just I don't think it fixes anything. It, it again comes back to that Band-Aid. It's if, unless it's going to suit your lifestyle and how yeah. you eat and your family situation and your time situation and 
everything, unless that's actually addressed, well, it's only going to last for so long. That's and- right, because if if it doesn't fit in with your life, you're always fighting, aren't you? You, you can't exactly. incorporate it. Exactly right. And a lot of the time, you are literally white-knuckling your way through it. Mm. Then that's when that mean guy or girl becomes really prevalent as well because it's telling you that you're lazy and, you know, you're terrible and you can't stick with it and what's the point and just constantly beating you up because you're struggling with this thing or this way you're trying to be, but it's never going to be a realistic long-term solution for you. Yeah. So one of the things that I really love about Amanda is she, as you can tell from what she said already, she has a very common sense approach. She tries to do things that fit in with your lifestyle that can become long-term habits. Um, And one of your phrases on your website is common sense, health and fitness that fits into your life. So can you tell me a bit about why that is your approach. I mean, you have touched on that already, but what sort of led you to that approach and how do you apply that to your clients? Love it. Um, I love this and I'm really passionate about it because sort of, as you said, we touched on. I I also worked out really early on um, by my own, using myself as a guinea pig, but also with clients as well. I can write a perfect program and even though you can't see me audience I'm doing air <laughs> I can write a perfect program that is absolutely guaranteed to get results no no questions asked but the reality is we won't stick to it and that's always made me curious why and why do we um, do things that we know that aren't good for us but we mm. do them anyway and a lot of the time it is because we're trying to force something that we don't want to do or is not going to suit us our lifestyle and our time constraints and I work with a lot of mums and dads so real people that are juggling mm. they don't have hours and hours to go and be at gym or meal prep or all of this overly overwhelming dedicated lifestyle so it's about working out what they can do right now in the moment and then tailoring that to also what they want to be doing so yeah. point me saying to you if you hate going to the gym I'm not going to go Amanda go and train at the gym five yeah. times Yeah, because it just won't happen. Exactly right. How long will you force yourself to do that before you get either sick, run down, injured, or your motivation just evaporates? Mm. You can't keep forcing yourself. But if I know that you like riding or running or swimming, awesome. Let's mix it up and tailor it around that. Um, If you are really, really flat out, if you're currently not doing anything at all, you're not moving and you just know that you should, Again, I'm doing air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) If you know that you should, but you're really struggling, going from zero sessions to five sessions is so not realistic. Yeah, that's true. Start at two. But then again, this is when our mean guy or girl chimes in and goes, oh, no, but that's not enough. I need to do more. I should. I have to. And the fitness industry really hasn't helped encourage and support this slowly, slowly approach. No, it hasn't extreme and overwhelming and it's crazy um so yeah start with two and build on that and by giving yourself that permission to do two sessions a week well all of a sudden now it's achievable and you do it so you feel better and you feel better so you can do more and it's easier to make other great choices like drinking more water or eating a little bit better which you can 
So it's that awesome momentum effect. Yeah, it's that step by step. Yes. And you're right. The fitness industry doesn't really encourage that because I guess it doesn't look sexy or cool to say Absolutely. do two walks a week or whatever. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. And when it boils down to it, like two walks a week is so much better than sitting on the couch doing no walks a yeah, week. eating chips. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, one of the things you also do on your website is you ask people to take a quiz about their fitness personality. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So I've been doing um, PT now. I actually had to pull out some of my certificates and I started in 2006. (laughs) So I had to dust them off a little bit. But um, over the journey, and again, it was me trying to understand, you know, why could this not work for me? And then seeing some clients would really get it and then others wouldn't. I've started to see that there is different personalities and different ways that people are motivated and different challenges each subset have as well. So I've narrowed it down to around six different personalities. Um, and an example being one of them is a busy bee. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the mums and dads specifically will super relate to this because if they are already juggling a million things, they're running around, they're looking after the kids, they're working, family life, social life, to then actually have to turn around and find time to exercise and to, you know, just get in that headspace. If I then go and tell them, great, go and do a two-hour workout, how long is that going to last? Yeah. It's just not. So for them, it's about managing it and making it um, really doable, really achievable, and again, those easy peasy steps so that they can start building on it and gaining that momentum. So it might be great. Let's start with a 15-minute at-home circuit so you don't have to go anywhere, drive anywhere, get anything ready, just plug and play, bang, go. Yeah. Um, whereas someone a social butterfly, for example, that really loves that community and that group environment, they're going to probably struggle on their own. Mm. So what way can we give them some accountability and support and encouragement? And is it about going and finding classes or a boot camp or going for a walk with a mate or something like that? So again, sort of finding what's going to work for you and your lifestyle right now. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so practical and just... (laughs) And like it really actually works. And I guess the other thing is they have an accountability to you. So that's encouraging. And even if it is two 15-minute circuits a week, if they're reporting back to you, then they're more likely to do it. It's so true. And I actually, I have really now, um, because I used to mainly do uh, one-on-one, face-to-face. I also had a gym as well, which I ended up selling. Um, I'm now moving more into the online space. And so I've had to evaluate a lot of what I do because I'm not necessarily face-to-face with a client. And I've actually figured out that that is a lot of the time that magic ingredient. It's the accountability and support because when you look at it, there's plenty of apps out there. Yeah. They're easy and they work if you do them. Yeah, that's the big thing, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly right. We just don't do them. Again, we can have the best intentions in the world. We've got the motivation, but then life gets in the way and things get in the way. And then now add our mean guy or girl on top of that, it just becomes so overbearing and too hard. Mm. 
Whereas when you've got someone in your corner going, hey, okay, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? Can we look at this? Can we look at that? What, you know, what could we do differently next time? And sometimes just going, hey, that happened. That's okay. Yeah. So you can beating yourself up. Do you know, I've had a very similar experience with Nick Muxlow, my coach who sets my program for whatever event that I'm doing. And there is that accountability. We, we don't meet face to face very often, but he'll post all my workouts and I record them and upload them. Yeah. And if, for example, I have a week where I'm really busy, I don't get it all done. It's brilliant because he'll say, that's okay. Let's switch it around. And then maybe we'll put this one in next week. And, or if he gets sick. So he's he's very proactive he's always making it fit into my lifestyle and we also discuss how each workout went so if I felt really great he'll you know say oh that's brilliant why was that and if I didn't feel good he never makes me feel bad about it he'll just say well maybe you were tired or it's just brilliant it's there's a lot of back and forth so true and it is so powerful and um the bad about it, that is something I'd love to touch on because I see this too much in the industry and it drives me insane. And I, I, I don't believe it fixes or helps anything. If you have or if you're in an environment where you have a trainer that is making you feel guilty about something, mm. that is beating you up or judging you around something, I would really strongly love you to look at that relationship because the amount of trainers I see um, – I was literally having a conversation with someone uh, last week and we were reminiscing about a trainer that she used to say she was having a very emotional time and the she she crumbled and had a chocolate bar. Oh, a bar. no. <laughs> bar. After having a very strict diet, he literally reduced her to tears. Oh, around. How cruel. How pointless. Yeah. It's not like she was a professional athlete. <laughs> Exactly right. And it, it just drives me insane because as a personal trainer, it is about being personal. Yeah. Just because one way worked for you does not mean it works for everyone. We need to be adaptable and supportive and encouraging. And the reality is, and I know this from my own experience and particularly whenever I binged on anything, my mean girl is going to be way crueler than the trainer is ever mm, going to be. Mm, so I yeah. don't need someone to be telling me, no, just don't eat that. Like, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be coming and seeing you in the first place. Absolutely. So, yeah, so there's, <clears throat> it's about being kind as well, isn't it, and having empathy. Absolutely, because it's a lifestyle change. And, again, it's not something, like, for most of us now, it's years and years and years to decades of compounding stuff that's been happening. It's not just going to change in 28 days all yeah. of a sudden. Like, and don't get me wrong, sometimes that can be a great reset or a, a starting point or because sometimes if we look too big, it can just be too overwhelming mm. and too hard. But a lot of the time, yeah, I, talking to the professionals, it's this, oh, you've just done that and now instantly everything's fixed. Yeah. No, oh, it's not. It goes deeper than that. And that's where that accountability and support comes back. And your coach sounds amazing. Oh, he's, I mean he is wonderful. <laughs> Totally love him. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. But it is, it's about that accountability and support. And the thing I think a lot of people um, 
miss two big parts of it is, one, they don't actually know what is realistic and achievable. Mm. Secondly, also, I don't believe when you're starting out and sometimes even when you really know what's going on, we can get caught up in what to expect for ourselves, meaning by that we won't actually um, have a fluid plan, Mm -hmm. meaning, oh, well, last week I had the chance to do five sessions, so I just should do that again. But no, if you've got meetings and you're juggling kid commitments and just you're not feeling the best, well, maybe this week it should be one walk or a strip. That's it. So we need that flexibility in our own plans as well. And I understand that that can be quite daunting for people when they're first starting out, which is, yeah, creating those boundaries and, and helping them yeah, start to rely and understand their own bodies and what they yeah. need. So from what you're saying, it's as much about mindset as it um, is about physically doing the exercises. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, I probably would almost go a little bit more. It's a bit more about mindset mm. because I believe people want to feel good. People yeah, of course they do. want to um, have more energy and all this stuff. And when they're in a space that that can happen, they will naturally choose that. But when you are absolutely exhausted and you're relying on sugar and, you know, yeah. coffees to keep you awake, like that stage it's too hard to be naturally making great choices. So instead of trying to overhaul in that moment, what can you do there? I, I think the same thing applies to making dietary changes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard to break habits and, you know, one small step at a time and build on that. But even that's hard because it doesn't feel like you're doing enough sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I think that accountability key is amazing because, I, and I can so say I'm guilty of this, I used to try overhauls and extremes and, you know, unless it was difficult, not what was the mm. point. But the reality is that's such a scattergun approach because how many balls can you keep juggling up in the air and keep them up? Yeah. You want will slip through the cracks and when that happens the mean girl comes back in she starts telling you you know oh you failed again you suck you're yeah. late and it just starts crumbling so yeah if we can instead flip that round and go make it super easy that it is a little bit sort of twitch twitch oh my goodness I'm not doing enough mm. well you can stick with it then and once you stick with it you feel great you feel great you can do more and it builds yeah and I guess that's um trying to make people understand that stick with it stick with it and you will actually see results because people like you and me from the sounds of things we sabotage ourselves I remember like you trying all sorts of crazy diets like the grapefruit diet then riding my bike to the gym doing two aerobic sessions in a row And I fainted in one of them. And, you know, that's not healthy. Exactly right. Exactly right. But that's, again, that's what the fitness industry does push. And a lot of the people that are at the top of their game, and I'm talking, um, yeah, absolute top of their games and a lot of the times athletes, that is what they do and that is how they treat themselves and and their dedication. But it's also their full-time profession. Yeah, and they've got support all around them. Exactly right. Whereas for most of us, we don't have that. No. Again, it's that finding what you enjoy doing and what you like doing. And when the other reason that I really love this easy, easy approach, when things go wrong, because they ultimately will, life is not this straight line that we like to think it is. It's really squiggly and messy and Mm. ups and downs. 
if it is super easy, it's easy to get back on the wagon. Yeah, that's a good point. If you are, you know, I'm overhauling my diet and I'm overhauling my exercise and I'm overhauling this and that, it, it's too hard to mm. get into back again and it feels like it's just this mountain to scale whereas if it's oh hang on I can actually do a walk around the block I can actually go for a walk at lunch I can do a little 10 minute workout in my lounge room Mm. you know I can do something with the kids that's fun and playful you know it it doesn't feel as daunting and again it helps us just get there quicker again and feeling good because again we all want we all want And in your website, you have a blog and you're very honest, which I love. And you do talk about your experience of binge eating and Mm -hmm. that cycle of kind of beating yourself up and trying diets, binge eating and that, you know, that kind of cycle of hopelessness, I guess. Um, You're very honest about that. So... How did you find your way out of that cycle to a place of um, self-acceptance? Love it. I, I think, um, like with anything, when you have these sort of triggers, it's something you're always going to be working on. Um, but for me, it actually clicked. I remember I was sitting at my um, mother, uh, father, mother and father-in-law and we just had a beautiful dinner and they bought out dessert and I remember going, no, 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 thank you, not for me. And it was at that point something just clicked and I went, Amanda, you're still saying no to this piece of cake but nothing's changed. You've been doing this for the last 10 years, 15 years, mm. whatever, however many years it was, I don't know. But I'm just going, you keep saying no, you, you're always on a diet but nothing's ever changing. Mm. And so much of that family moment like off that family event I would be sitting there and I'm only sort of half listening to the conversation because I'm thinking about oh I can't eat this cake now but I'll go and secretly eat it later or Mm. and just so much of life was passing me by and constantly on this diet or off this diet and you know my poor hubby's like what what can we eat again what what (laughs) was this week it, it wasn't working so and then I was looking around at the people in my life that seemed to have it together and seemed to have a really healthy relationship mm. with food. What are you doing? What are you? And it is it's that moderation in everything, yeah. you know, in their movement, in their – because a lot of the time I deliberately use the word movement over exercise because for a lot of people working out and exercise has so many negative connotations mm. with it. whereas movement's awesome for your body. It's awesome for your mind. It, it helps you feel good and – things and they had a really good balance between all of that so yeah it was starting to evaluate and think about the choices and rather than you know on the diet it was even when I was on diets it was around I can't wait to get off the diet and revert back to the old way yeah so they weren't working exactly right nothing was changing that's why I truly believe now nine times out of ten it's a band-aid you're just trying to fix something short term but nothing will change unless the ironic thing about diets for me anyway was when you were on one, in quotes, you spend the whole time obsessing about food. That's so you right. think about it more. Exactly yeah. right. Seriously, do And it is. And I think when you actually, and if you're not in a space that you're actually eating well, it can feel incredibly overwhelming and hard. And I feel that your body actually craves more of that food. Mm. So me i um 
my joke is bread is like crack cocaine to me. <laughs> I just want more and I become obsessed about it. But when I'm not eating it, I actually don't crave it and I feel really good. Yeah. So I'm not demonizing bread in any way. Just for me, it upsets yeah. my tummy. Yeah. So. I have a friend I went to uni with and a bit like you and me, she always struggled with her weight. And then she she was never actually overweight, but she went through a period where she lost quite a lot of weight and she's remained that way well, for more than 20 years now. And I remember her saying to me, I just stopped dieting. I got sick of it. And the ironic yes. thing was everything fell into place. Yes, mm. yes, so true. And it just is it's so true, isn't it? Because... Yeah. The more we're dieting again, it's that forcing, it's that, it's just coming from that negative place. It's not about self-love and self-acceptance. And it all, it always guarantees at some point we're going to slip up and we're going to be wrong, again, air quotes. So, you know, oh, I didn't follow the diet, I suck. I didn't do this, I suck. Whereas when you can come from a place and go, hey, actually, I'm going out for dinner tonight and I want to enjoy what I'm going to eat. Yeah. And then I feel guilty and go punish myself for it in the gym that is such an amazing space and taking that pressure and guilt out of it just allows you to relax more and enjoy it more which again life is so precious and short so why not one of the things that's helped me is having daughters because I'm very conscious about the messages that I send to them and so I never want to go on a, in quotes, diet um, that they can see where I'm depriving myself and having a negative relationship with food. And I also never say anything negative about my body. And so what I'm trying to model is, even if I don't always think this way, a very healthy relationship with food. And And they seem to have that so... That's so far so good. Awesome. And it is it's incredibly powerful, particularly, and it's not just the daughters that are being affected as well that I'm seeing. I think I read a study that's saying, um, oh, no, I'm actually going to make the numbers up, but the rise in boys' dieting was, mm. um, it's quite scary. And kids as young as five were going oh on diet. Oh, gosh. They wouldn't which, even know what it means. Oh, uh, it, it, it just, it's terrifying. Mm. And. But we can see how it happens when we've got such an unrealistic um, expectation in the world and we have all these Photoshop covers and yeah. of the, oh, it's, it's just not nice. And I think that's why it's really important and why I love your podcast so much. <laughs> Thank you. It's about bringing back common sense. It's about breaking through all of the BS and all of these claims that are out there and just bringing it back to that space of, hey, let's make this work in your lifestyle rather than constantly trying to force everyone else's way. Work out what's going to work for you because we seem to have lost that power and that's been passed on to our kids to be constantly asking this stuff. And I don't think that's healthy. You've obviously been through a fairly extreme journey, but now you seem to be in a place of balance, which is so wonderful. So can you just tell us how does balance look to you? Uh, awesome question. So I can very honestly say uh, mindfulness is a huge part of it. Mm. 
because and there's days that or weeks if when you think about it that life doesn't happen like you want it to happen mm. so there's definitely that I'm not eating the best and I'm not training the best and my mean girl is running rampant and crazy but thankfully now I have a lot of tools around me that I use and a lot of people and networks and that support and accountability that when I am struggling I can start talking about it and I think that is huge because a lot of the time until we say something out loud or until we tell someone, we don't realise what, what's going on and what's happening. Meaning by that, uh, quite often with my squirrels, um, that's my memberships that I have, we, we have one-on-one calls, mm-hmm. they say something to me and then they stop before I even have a chance to respond and went, wow, that's really not a healthy way to think about it. <laughs> like, so sometimes just being able to have that really safe space to vent and do that is so important because we don't realize what we're telling us and the stories. But if you don't have someone like that, tools I use, things like um, journaling or when I'm walking, I'll think about stuff just to try and keep that mm-hmm. there. Um, and it's also for me been about doing things that I really enjoy. Yeah. So for me, I really love mountain biking. Oh, so brilliant. I found a group of mountain biking mm-hmm. people with regularly and to me that's not exercise no it's fun yeah Yeah. having so um i have recently like in winter i normally join a local gym um because it's close and it's convenient Mm. the classes that works but in summer i won't go so it's only that short term so yeah i think it's really important to find things that work for you and systems that work for you Mm -hmm. as well i know when Things have been a bit crazy. All right, this is just the steps, the simple steps I need mm. to do. Again, rather than that overhaul, let's bring it back to basics. What can you do? And sometimes a lot of the time it is one step right now that every listener could take. How's your water intake today? Yeah. Grab a glass of water. That in itself is going to actually help give you a bit of clarity. It's mm-hmm. going to help feel as hungry and just all of these little things. So little tools like that are so powerful, yet we don't often – give them credit because, oh, no, that's too easy. Yeah. The other thing for you, just listening to you talk, is you recognise what's happening now. So you recognise when your mean girl comes out, for example, and you can have a chat to her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably a big part of it in terms of dealing with your clients. You can recognise those things for them and help them get to a place where they can manage it on their own. Exactly right, exactly right. And it is and I think again, this is why I love conversations like this and what you do. The more we talk about it, the more people realise it's normal. Mm. Because a lot of the time I didn't I thought I was the only one. And mm. I know that sounds really ignorant and but it wasn't all naive or yeah, and not from a I'm special, but I just didn't understand other people went through I this. totally agree. And so I think it's really powerful to go, yeah, hey, I deal with this. Yes, my mean girl, you know, I'll often post up on Facebook, went for a ride today and it's, you know, that it's important to see that because, in again, particularly on social media, your Instagram particularly, but also Facebook, a lot of the fitness world is, oh, my God, my workout rocked. Oh, my God, this is all. <laughs> Look at my abs. <laughs> right and great for them like I'm actually as much some bit tonguing and cheeking here that isn't for a lot of us we struggle with that that's not our normal space so mm. 
and it actually demotivates us and makes us feel like we failed. But no, there's plenty of days that it's like, oh, I really can't be bothered. I don't want to. I'm struggling. To realise that's normal and then having people in a community to go, hey, no, that's okay, I felt that too, or tomorrow's a new day, or hey, just go for a little walk and give them that accountability and nudge that, you know, they're really important factors and I think we need more real conversations around that. keeping it real. Yeah. So can you tell us about what services you offer? So you've said you're changing a bit from the one-on-one to a more online space, but I think you also do... Um, speaking engagements and you have a membership section on your website. Can you tell us about all of that? Yes, I do. So, um, yeah, I do uh, workshops and public speaking, like if um, companies want to do this for their staff or have things like that, but even mothers' groups or things Mm -hmm. like that, got questions around it. Um, Because, again, I think those are very powerful forums because once you start one person asks a question, other people ask questions. And it's that real conversation. Uh, so I definitely do that. Um, with my membership, it's a really low-cost accountability and support group. And they're called my secret squirrels. <laughs> I don't know how the name started, but it's stuck. And I love them. They're amazing. And we literally, we just ran a movement challenge for the last two weeks. So every time you did some form of movement, mm-hmm. throw it up group and we're going to um, have some prizes drawn at the end and it's been amazing because they're all just jumping on board and encouraging each other oh, and wow. hearing they're on and we've got people at such different levels in there mm. as well we've got some people that are really struggling and going through some stuff to some people that are naturally active every day and it doesn't matter where you're at they're all just cheering and it's amazing so oh, that sounds great that sense of community it's so important really is and then part of that, one of the things I've included in there is the one-on-one calls for those mm-hmm. reasons. Because again, it's got to be about what you need, yeah. not next door neighbor or your brother or sister or whoever's doing. It's got to be about you and just that accountability and helping you deal with that mean girl and creating realistic plans. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do that. But I also do um, some VIP work as well. Mm-hmm. So coaching and specific plans but I also do a 28 day program as well so for those people that are looking to get started or to reset or just want to nudge in the right direction Mm -hmm. something I offer as well and what what kind of things do they do on that uh so it's looking at their movement and that so it includes a full exercise plan around that but again that's tailored to what Mm -hmm. they need their lifestyle so we do two calls with that as well just to make sure that it's what they need yeah. rather than generic app or generic program or just follow this generic diet or whatever it's um all about hey where's your lifestyle right now and let's work on that oh that sounds great and so do you have any clients that have inspired you oh every day every <laughs> day. they're all amazing because the biggest thing i love is i see people are. Uh, Challenge, like they've got real struggles. Their mums, their dads, mm. they're juggling work, life, family, everything in a million things. And so often they've put themselves last and they're now at a point they're like, you know what? No, I, I want to set a better example for my kids. I want to feel better. I want to feel healthier and stronger and just seeing the adversity that they overcome. But even to me, it's even when they slip, I find that really inspiring as well because they then have that courage to go, yeah, you know what, mm. life happened, it got in the way, and then picking themselves up. So 
yeah, I, I could rattle off millions of people. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. You're obviously doing something very good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And one of the final questions I like to ask all my guests, if you could recommend two things that all people could do to improve their well-being, what would they be? Uh, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Good advice. <laughs> It doesn't matter if it's diet, doesn't matter if it's movement, whatever it is, keep it simple. And my other one would be I'm tossing up between either A, drink water, because I think it seriously is the answer to so much, or B, mindset. Yeah. I think they're important. <laughs> so yeah. Or have three, three things. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing boundaries. <laughs> and if people would like to connect with you, what's the best way? Uh, so you can find me at my website. My website is www.amandaratte.com. Uh, and you can also find me on Facebook, which is Amanda Ratte PT. Excellent. And I'll put a link to, to those in the show notes. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And any questions, I would love to answer them to your audience as well. Oh, brilliant. And that was the delightful Amanda Ratte. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. You can subscribe to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Podcasts, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Direct links to all of the social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website. Please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed and I will do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love. We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon to help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please vis- visit the Contribute page on my website. Finally, Please take a minute to leave a rating on iTunes. It improves visibility and will help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.